Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have. Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us. And our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can trust God with your money. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm beginning my fourth week of teaching on financial stewardship. I tell you, I have really enjoyed this. This is a different approach towards prosperity than what most people do. And uh, I've really tried to emphasize that it's not about you just getting things. It's about you stewarding what God has given you. The word steward means that you manage the affairs, especially the finances of another person. And if you could adopt this attitude that everything you have and everything that you can produce is actually a gift from God. God's the one that gave you your health. He gave you your opportunities. He gave you your talents. And instead of you looking at the things that you produce as being yours, you look at it as this is God that has enabled you and has given you everything, and all you are is a steward. Boy, that just changes everything. You know, the number one criticism that I get when I teach on finances is that people say, you're greedy. You're just preaching and teaching people how that they can get stuff, and you're just, you're forwarding and promoting selfishness and greediness and things like that. Let me turn over here and read a passage of Scripture to you out of First uh, Timothy chapter 6. And I'm breaking right into the middle of the teaching. I wish I had time to put it in its context because that just, in, it, it makes it even better when you understand it in context. But it says in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, "...but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. You've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown man in destruction." And perdition, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And so these verses definitely are speaking against covetousness and the love of money. But sometimes people take these things out of context and they just somehow or another say that money is evil. Matter of fact, the King James even uses the term filthy lucre. I don't know exactly why that is, but apparently that was uh, reflective of the attitude of the day or something referring to money. And you know what? Some people, especially uh, religious people, think it's just evil to have a lot of money. Uh, the church that I grew up in, they used to actually have this saying, and they would say it from the pulpit, that, God, you keep the pastor humble and we'll keep him poor. And they thought that it was somehow or another godly to be poor. Did you know that some of the richest people in the... Well, let me rephrase that. The richest person in the history of the world was Solomon. And God is the one that gave him his riches. He didn't seek them, but God gave them to him. And Solomon was filthy, stinking, dirty, rich. David was rich. Uh, Abraham was rich. Jacob was rich. Isaac, and on and on you can go. 
THESE VERSES ARE TALKING ABOUT THE DANGERS OF COVETING AFTER. LOOK AT THIS VERSE AGAIN IN VERSE 10. FOR THE LOVE OF MONEY IS THE ROOT OF ALL EVIL, WHICH WHILE SOME COVETED AFTER, THEY'VE ERRED FROM THE FAITH AND PIERCED THEMSELVES THROUGH WITH MANY SORROWS. COVETOUSNESS FOR MONEY IS THE PROBLEM. LOVE FOR MONEY, TRUST IN MONEY IS THE PROBLEM, BUT MONEY'S NOT THE PROBLEM. IT SAYS THE LOVE OF MONEY IS THE ROOT OF ALL EVIL. IF YOU THINK MONEY'S EVIL, WELL, THEN TAKE ALL YOUR MONEY AND SEND IT TO ME. YOU NEED TO GET RID OF THAT EVIL, DIRTY STUFF. (laughs) AMEN. THAT'S JUST WEIRD THE WAY THAT PEOPLE HAVE TAKEN THIS AND PERVERTED IT. AND SO ANYWAY, I BROUGHT THESE VERSES OUT TO SAY THAT PEOPLE WILL USE THESE TEXTS AND THEY WILL SAY THINGS LIKE, YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO BE PREACHING ON PROSPERITY. GOD DOESN'T WANT TO BLESS PEOPLE. GOD DOESN'T WANT TO INCREASE PEOPLE. AND THEY'LL SAY, YOU'RE JUST PROMOTING SELFISHNESS AND GREED. AND THEN THEY'LL TURN AROUND AND SAY, I DON'T HAVE A LOT, BUT, YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT ENOUGH. GOD'S TAKEN CARE OF ME. I'M OKAY. I'VE GOT ENOUGH. I WOULDN'T BELIEVE GOD FOR ANY MORE. THAT'S SELFISH TO BELIEVE GOD FOR INCREASE. LET ME JUST SAY THAT I BELIEVE THAT THAT ATTITUDE I JUST DESCRIBED IS SELFISH. BECAUSE YOU THINK MONEY IS ONLY FOR YOU. AND ONCE YOU GET YOUR NEEDS MET, ONCE YOU HAVE YOUR HOUSE PAID FOR IT, ONCE YOU HAVE SECURITY, ONCE YOU HAVE FOOD AND CLOTHING, YOU ARE JUST CONTENT AND YOU AREN'T GOING TO BELIEVE GOD FOR ANY MORE. SEE, THAT IS TOTALLY WRONG. THAT IS SELFISH BECAUSE YOU THINK MONEY IS ONLY FOR YOU AND ONCE YOU ARE TAKEN CARE OF, FORGET THE REST OF THE WORLD. THE POINT I'M TRYING TO GET ACROSS AND WHAT I WANT TO REALLY STRESS TODAY IS THAT TRUE PROSPERITY, IF YOU DO IT GOD'S WAY, IT'S NOT SELFISH. IT'S NOT ABOUT YOU. It's PROSPERITY ISN'T FOR YOU. IT'S TO EMPOWER YOU TO BE A BLESSING TO OTHERS. I'VE USED THIS VERSE OFTEN THROUGHOUT THIS SERIES, BUT IN DEUTERONOMY CHAPTER 8, VERSE 18, BUT YOU SHALL REMEMBER THE LORD YOUR GOD, FOR IT IS HE THAT GIVES YOU POWER TO GET WEALTH THAT HE MIGHT ESTABLISH HIS COVENANT, WHICH HE SWEAR UNTO YOUR FATHERS. GOD GIVES YOU THE POWER TO GET WEALTH, NOT WEALTH, BUT GIVES YOU POWER SO THAT YOU CAN ESTABLISH HIS COVENANT. OR, AS IT SAYS IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 28, LET HIM THAT STOLE STEAL NO MORE, BUT RATHER LET HIM LABOR, WORKING WITH HIS HANDS THAT WHICH IS GOOD, THAT HE MAY HAVE TO GIVE TO HIM THAT NEEDS. THAT VERSE SAYS THE REASON YOU LABOR IS SO THAT YOU CAN HAVE TO GIVE TO OTHER PEOPLE SO THAT YOU CAN HELP MEET THE NEEDS OF OTHER PEOPLE. IT'S NOT SO THAT YOU CAN MEET YOUR NEEDS. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THINK, WELL, HOW THEN AM I GOING TO BE TAKEN CARE OF IF I TAKE EVERYTHING AND GIVE IT AWAY? GOD DIDN'T TELL YOU TO GIVE EVERYTHING AWAY. HE TOLD YOU TO GIVE A PERCENTAGE OF THINGS AWAY. AND REALLY, IT'S NOT ABOUT HOW MUCH YOU GIVE OR HOW MUCH YOU KEEP. IT'S ABOUT about PRIORITIES. THE REASON YOU SHOULD WORK, EPHESIANS 4, VERSE 28, IS SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE, NOT SO THAT YOU CAN JUST HAVE YOUR OWN NEEDS. IF YOU WOULD PUT GOD AND HIS KINGDOM AND OTHER PEOPLE FIRST, GOD WOULD TAKE CARE OF YOU. YOU KNOW, I'VE GIVEN THIS EXAMPLE A NUMBER OF TIMES, BUT MY WIFE AND I, INDIVIDUALLY, WE GAVE BEFORE WE EVER GOT MARRIED. SINCE WE'VE BEEN MARRIED, THERE HAS NEVER BEEN A PENNY COME OUR WAY THAT WE HAVEN'T GIVEN OFF OF IT. WE TAKE 25% OF EVERYTHING WE GET AND WE PUT IT IN WHAT WE CALL A GIVE ACCOUNT AND THAT MONEY IS JUST TOTALLY DEDICATED TO GIVING. NOW, THAT'S NOT ALL THE GIVING THAT WE DO. LIKE LAST YEAR, I GAVE AWAY OVER 100% OF MY INCOME. I TOOK MY SAY, I GAVE AWAY MORE MONEY THAN WE TAKE IN IN A YEAR. 
I CAN'T DO THAT EVERY YEAR, BUT I DID THAT LAST YEAR. AND SO 25% IS A MINIMUM. BUT THE REASON I SAY THAT IS TO SAY THAT WE GIVE AND GIVE AND GIVE. AND WHEN I WENT TO BUILD THE HOUSE THAT I'M LIVING IN RIGHT NOW, I JUST DIDN'T HAVE VERY MUCH MONEY. AND EVEN WITH MY VA low LOAN, OUR MINISTRY, I DIDN'T HAVE MUCH OF AN INCOME COMING IN, AND THE MOST I COULD QUALIFY FOR WAS ABOUT fifty-five, sixty thousand $60,000 IN uh, LOANS, A VA NO-DOWN LOAN. THAT'S ALL I COULD QUALIFY FOR. AND SO ANYWAY, WE WERE GOING TO PUT A MOBILE HOME ON THIS PROPERTY. AND I HAD A MAN AT CHURCH COME TO ME, AND, and HE HAD HEARD THAT I WAS GOING TO BUILD A HOUSE, AND HE ASKED WHAT I WAS GOING TO DO, AND I TOLD HIM ABOUT DOING THIS MOBILE HOME. AND HE SAYS, YOU DON'T WANT A MOBILE HOME. AND I SAID, NO, I DON'T WANT ONE, BUT I SAID, THAT'S WHAT I QUALIFY FOR. I SAID, AND we THAT'S WHAT WE WERE GOING TO DO. AND HE SAYS, I'M A BUILDER. HE SAYS, I'LL BUILD YOU A HOUSE FOR $60,000. I COULD QUALIFY FOR THAT. AND HE BOUGHT, HE BUILT THIS HOUSE FOR ME, AND I DON'T KNOW WHAT IT WAS WORTH, BUT I SUSPECT IT WAS PROBABLY OVER $100,000 THAT uh, IT WAS WORTH AT THE TIME IT WAS BUILT. BUT IT ONLY COST ME $60,000. SINCE THEN, WE'VE ADDED TO IT. BUT I, I LIVE, AND THAT HOUSE WAS ABOUT 2,200 SQUARE FEET, AND THAT'S WHERE I'VE LIVED FOR 30-SOMETHING YEARS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I LOVE IT. GOD HAS BLESSED ME. I'M NOT COMPLAINING AT ALL, BUT I'M SAYING, THAT, SEE, BECAUSE I PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD, AND JAMIE AND I HAVE GIVEN OFF OF EVERYTHING WE'VE GOT. WE MAY NOT HAVE HAD VERY MUCH IN THE BEGINNING, BUT WE GAVE. AND WHEN IT CAME TO US BUILDING A HOUSE, I HAD A MAN COME AND BUILD ME A HOUSE THAT WAS WORTH TWICE WHAT I COULD HAVE AFFORDED. AND SO I DON'T KNOW HOW IT WORKS EXACTLY, BUT WHEN YOU PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD AND START GIVING, WHEN YOU RECOGNIZE THAT PROSPERITY ISN'T JUST FOR YOU, BUT IT'S TO ENABLE YOU SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE. WHEN YOU GET THAT ATTITUDE, and, AND THE REASON YOU WANT TO PROSPER IS SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE, THEN IT STARTS A SUPERNATURAL DIVINE FLOW OF FINANCES THROUGH YOU. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN 2 CHRONICLES 16, 9, THAT THE EYES OF THE LORD RUN TO AND FRO THROUGHOUT THE WHOLE EARTH SEEKING TO SHOW HIMSELF STRONG IN BEHALF OF THOSE WHO ARE PERFECT IN HIS SIGHT. AND THAT'S NOT LIMITED TO MONEY. HE WILL SHOW HIMSELF STRONG IN BEHALF OF THOSE WHO ARE BELIEVING GOD FOR HEALING, FOR VICTORY, FOR WISDOM, FOR uh, KNOWLEDGE OF HIS WILL AND ALL KINDS OF THINGS. BUT IT APPLIES TO FINANCES TOO. THE EYES OF THE LORD. YOU KNOW, THIS PROGRAM IS BEING SEEN ALL AROUND THE WORLD. ANY PLACE ON THE PLANET THAT SPEAKS ENGLISH, THEY GET THIS PROGRAM. PLUS, WE'VE GOT IT IN FRENCH. IT GOES TO ALL THE FRENCH-SPEAKING WORLD. PLUS, I DON'T KNOW, WE'VE GOT IT IN SEVEN OR EIGHT DIFFERENT LANGUAGES. THIS PROGRAM GOES EVERYWHERE, AND WHEREVER YOU ARE, GOD IS THERE LOOKING. IS THERE SOMEBODY WHO WILL RECEIVE THIS ATTITUDE THAT MONEY ISN'T REALLY FOR YOU? IT'S TO EMPOWER YOU SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE. AND HE'S LOOKING WHEREVER YOU ARE RIGHT NOW. HE'S LOOKING. AND IF YOU WOULD SAY, GOD, LOOK NO FURTHER. I WANT TO TAKE WHAT YOU GIVE ME, AND I WANT TO PUT YOUR KINGDOM FIRST. I WANT TO BE A BLESSING. YOU MAY NEED A CAR, BUT MAN, YOU SAY, I WANT TO GIVE CARS TO OTHER PEOPLE. YOU MAY NEED YOUR HOUSE PAID OFF, BUT YOU SAY, I WANT TO BLESS SOMEBODY ELSE. WHEN YOU GET THIS ATTITUDE, IF GOD CAN GET IT THROUGH YOU, HE WILL GET IT TO YOU. IT JUST STARTS A SUPERNATURAL DIVINE FLOW. BUT WHEN YOU BUILD A DAM 
and you say, oh God, I'm wanting prosperity so that I can have the biggest house on the block, so that I can have the best cars, so that I can have the best of everything, and it's all selfish, that actually diminishes the flow of God's finances towards you. You know, I use these verses over in Luke chapter 16, and I've taught on them for basically three weeks, but let me just point out one thing again. After Jesus gave the interpretation and the application that you use money to touch people's lives so that when you fail, when you die, they'll receive you into everlasting habitations. In the next verse, it says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? He's saying here that if you don't adopt this attitude of being a steward, and if you don't begin to say, God, this isn't mine, this is yours that you have given me, how do you want me to steward it? I want to put you and your kingdom first and other people. If you haven't done that faithfully, God won't give you that which is your own. And yet most people, it's just the opposite. God, you give me that which is my own. You take care of all of my needs. You give me all of the things so that I don't have any lust, any desire that hasn't been indulged, and then whatever I get above that, I'll give you. See, that's wrong. The real motive for prosperity isn't for yourself. It is to advance the kingdom to touch other people. But as you do that, you can't outgive God. He will give you. He will bless you. Just like I was saying that I put God first in my life, in my ministry, and then God is taking care of me concerning my housing. And God is taking care of me. Our house is paid for. All of our cars are paid for. Everything, we don't owe any man anything except to love them. God has taken care of me supernaturally. I put first the kingdom of God and it works. And I'm not saying these things to pat myself on the back. I'm saying it to say that the word works. I'm a living testimony. Man, I've been so poor I couldn't pay attention. And now God has blessed me with all kinds of things because this works. True prosperity, if you're understanding it the way I'm talking about, this is now my fourth week of teaching on this. And I've basically been trying to say this over and over and over, that it's about being a steward. It's not yours. It's not about you. It's not about getting your stuff. It's about empowering you so that you could be a blessing, so that you could touch other people. And if you get that attitude, then it starts this divine flow of finances through you. If you... If you break down the dam and turn into a river instead of a lake, then God will flow it through you. If He can get it through you, He will get it to you. But when you put that dam up and you start building your kingdom first, I'm not saying that God doesn't want you to have things, but when you put the priority on your kingdom and you build this dam there, it actually diminishes the flow of God's finances towards you. Here's another way of saying this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and in verse 10, the Scripture says that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater both increase your seed sown and multiply the fruits of your righteousness. So God gives seed to sowers. This isn't actually talking about physical seed. It's using seed to illustrate the way money is because when you plant a seed, you don't lose that seed. It grows and multiplies and comes back to you a hundredfold. 
Likewise, when you give, it doesn't leave your life. It just enters into your future where it grows and it multiplies and it comes back to you. So he's not really talking about physical seed. He's talking about money, that God gives money to people who are givers. If you are short of money, God doesn't see you as a giver because He gives money to givers. He gives seed to sowers. If you're short of seed, it's because you aren't really a giver. Now, you may give some, but that's not your heart attitude. There are people that give out of debt, out of obligation. When I teach on the tithe, that'll be the next uh, segment of this teaching that I do. A lot of people tithe out of guilt, out of debt, out of uh, sense of uh, obligation. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, that just totally voids your return on it. There is no return if you are giving grudgingly and of necessity, it doesn't work. And so some people give, but that's not, they aren't givers. They are giving out of duress. They're giving out, they're giving under compulsion. That's not what God's talking about. So it, you may give some, but God doesn't see you as a giver. He doesn't see you as a sower or He would be giving seed to you to sow. When your heart is to give, God will find a way of getting those finances to you. It says He gives seed to the sowers and He'll do it. You know, there was a church in um, Florida that I went to and this church had about 400 people, I think it was, in this church. And this is back when we were building a building. We needed uh, some money to get, uh, get that done. And the pastor was a partner with us, and he knew that we needed this money. So anyway, he prayed about the offering that he should give me. I was there from Sunday through Wednesday night. So four days. And he got up on Sunday morning and told the people, there was about 400 there, he says, God put it on my heart that we give Andrew $50,000. That's about $12,500 per day for ministry. That, at the time, that's one of the largest offerings I'd ever had. And he told the people that he wanted to give $50,000. And of course, you know, for there was probably 350 to 400 people there. A typical offering in a situation like that might have been, I don't know, two, three thousand dollars per offering, and four times that would have been like eight thousand dollars. Anywhere five to ten thousand dollars would have been like typical in a situation like this. This has been twenty something years ago, but man, this was just five times as much, and uh, the people were taken back. And you know what he did? He turned over to that verse that I just used, Second Corinthians, chapter nine, verse ten. God gives seed to the sowers. He said, and so the pastor got up and challenged people. He says, God put it on my heart to give $50,000. And he says, how many of you, if God gave you money during this week, extra money, if extra money comes in, how many of you will pledge to give $1,000 towards Andrew's building program? And I forget the exact number, but there was 10 or 15 people or something that raised their hand and said that if the Lord gave them an extra $1,000, that they would sow it towards this need. And so anyway, that was Sunday morning. Sunday night, when we came back, we started already. We had three or four testimonies of people that had just, I mean, in Sunday afternoon, from the Sunday morning service till Sunday night, 
SOMEBODY HAD COME AND THEY GOT MULTIPLE THOUSANDS. BECAUSE IT SAYS OVER THERE IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 10, THAT GOD GIVES SEED TO THE SOWER AND BREAD TO THE EATER. HE'LL NEVER GIVE YOU ONLY ENOUGH TO GIVE, BUT HE'LL ALSO GIVE YOU ENOUGH TO SUPPLY YOUR NEEDS TO PROVIDE BREAD FOR YOU. AND SO PEOPLE GOT UP AND STARTED GIVING THESE TESTIMONIES. WHEN THEY STARTED GIVING TESTIMONIES ABOUT HOW THAT WHEN YOU WANT TO GIVE, GOD WILL GIVE YOU MONEY TO GIVE, ALL OF A SUDDEN, OTHER PEOPLE STARTED SAYING, WELL, MAN, I'LL DO THAT. AND um, ON MONDAY NIGHT WHEN WE CAME BACK, THERE WAS A MAN WHO GOT UP AND GAVE A TESTIMONY, AND HE AND HIS WIFE HAD $1,000 IN THE SAVINGS, SO THEY WENT AHEAD AND WROTE OUT A CHECK FOR $1,000, BELIEVING THAT THEY WOULD GET THAT MONEY THAT WEEK, BUT THEY WENT AHEAD AND WROTE THE CHECK OUT. BEFORE HE WENT TO WORK ON MONDAY MORNING, THEY PRAYED OVER THAT OFFERING, AND THEN THEY WERE GOING TO PUT IT IN THE OFFERING MONDAY NIGHT WHEN THEY CAME TO CHURCH. WHEN THEY GOT TO THE CHURCH, HE GAVE A TESTIMONY THAT WHEN HE WENT INTO WORK THAT DAY ON MONDAY MORNING, HIS BOSS CALLED HIM IN AND SAID, WE ARE DOWNSIZING AND WE ARE ELIMINATING YOUR ENTIRE DEPARTMENT, AND SO EVERY PERSON IN YOUR DEPARTMENT IS BEING LAID OFF. BUT WE LIKE YOU AND WHAT YOU'RE DOING SO MUCH THAT WHAT WE DID WAS TAKE YOU AND PROMOTE YOU AND MADE YOU OVER THIS OTHER DEPARTMENT OVER THERE. THE MAN WOUND UP WITH A $4,000 PER MONTH RAISE WITH AN INCREASED uh, VACATION AND SOME OTHER BENEFITS, AND HE GOT UP AND GAVE HIS TESTIMONY ON MONDAY NIGHT, AND ALL OF A SUDDEN THE WHOLE CHURCH WAS WILLING TO START SAYING, WELL, MAN, I'LL, I'll GIVE A THOUSAND IF GOD GIVES ME MONEY. AND DID YOU KNOW, I FORGET THE EXACT AMOUNT, BUT I THINK IT WAS $55,000 THAT THEY TOOK UP AND GAVE DURING THAT THING. GOD GIVES SEED TO PEOPLE WHO ARE GIVERS. IF YOU ARE SHORT OF SEED, IT'S BECAUSE GOD DOESN'T SEE YOU AS A GIVER. I'M NOT SAYING THAT TO HURT YOU. I KNOW SOME PEOPLE TAKE THAT AS OFFENSIVE. OH, NO, I'D BE GLAD TO GIVE, BUT AGAIN, YOUR PRIORITY, YOU'RE FIXATED ON YOUR NEED, NOT ON BUILDING THE KINGDOM OF GOD. IF GOD CAN GET IT THROUGH YOU, HE WILL GET IT TO YOU. TRUE PROSPERITY, IF YOU'RE UNDERSTANDING IT THE WAY I'VE BEEN TEACHING IT, IT'S NOT ABOUT YOU JUST GETTING MORE. IT'S NOT ABOUT YOU HAVING MORE THAN EVERYBODY ELSE. IT'S ABOUT GIVING. YOU KNOW, THE TRUE INDICATION OF HOW PROSPEROUS YOU ARE ISN'T HOW MUCH YOU'VE GOT. IT'S HOW MUCH YOU'VE GIVEN. A FRIEND OF MINE LIVES IN A HOUSE THAT HE BOUGHT FOR $2,500. DIDN'T EVEN HAVE INDOOR PLUMBING. NOW, HE'S SINCE ADDED TO IT. HE'S IMPROVED IT, BUT IT'S STILL... IT'S NOT A HUGE HOUSE. IT'S NOT AN EXPENSIVE HOUSE. HE DOESN'T DRIVE BRAND-NEW CARS. HE DOESN'T NEED IT. HE HAS GOOD CARS. THEY TAKE CARE OF... TAKE CARE OF HIM, BUT IT'S NOT EXCESSIVE. BUT I BELIEVE THAT THIS IS ONE OF THE MOST PROSPEROUS MEN I'VE EVER MEN IN MY LIFE BECAUSE HE GIVES 90% OF WHAT HE GETS AWAY AND LIVES OFF THE 10%. SEE, I BELIEVE THAT GOD EVALUATES THINGS DIFFERENT. MAN, LOOK AT PEOPLE THAT HAVE ALL OF THESE GREAT BUILDINGS AND, and FANCY CARS AND STUFF LIKE THIS AND SAY, THAT PERSON'S RICH, HE'S PROSPEROUS. BUT GOD LOOKED AT JOSEPH STANDING ON THE AUCTION BLOCK IN GENESIS CHAPTER 39 AND SAID, HE WAS A PROSPEROUS MAN. HE WAS STRIPPED NAKED, BEING SOLD AS A SLAVE, AND GOD CALLED HIM PROSPEROUS BECAUSE HE PUT GOD FIRST. AND IT WAS JUST A MATTER OF TIME UNTIL THE FINANCES CAME HIS WAY. HE BECAME ONE OF THE RICHEST MEN IN THE WORLD. THE TRUE ATTITUDE OF PROSPERITY ISN'T SELFISH. IT'S ABOUT BEING A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT I AM GOING TO CONTINUE THIS ON MY PROGRAM TOMORROW. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS TEACHING ON FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP. THIS IS MY GIFT TO YOU. 
NO STRINGS ATTACHED. YOU ASK FOR IT, I'LL GIVE IT TO YOU AS A GIFT. WE'VE ALSO GOT A LOT OF OTHER MATERIALS, DVDs OF PEOPLE'S TESTIMONIES, HOW THAT PROSPERITY HAS WORKED FOR THEM. OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU ALL OF THE INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN RECEIVE THESE PRODUCTS. AND SO LISTEN AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE AND GET THESE MATERIALS TODAY. ANDREW IS OFFERING HIS COMPLETE TEACHING ON FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP IN YOUR CHOICE OF EITHER A BOOK, CD ALBUM, OR DVD ALBUM AS HIS FREE GIFT TO YOU TODAY. GO TO AWMI.NET TO ORDER YOUR FREE PRODUCT TODAY. THIS OFFER IS LIMITED TO ONE FREE PRODUCT PER HOUSEHOLD AND IS ONLY AVAILABLE IN THE U.S., U.K., CANADA, AND AUSTRALIA. THIS TEACHING IS ALSO AVAILABLE AS A COMPANION STUDY GUIDE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU CONTACT US. OR YOU CAN GET THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES IN THE FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP PACKAGE. THIS PACKAGE INCLUDES THE FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP BOOK, STUDY GUIDE, AND YOUR CHOICE OF EITHER THE CD OR DVD ALBUM, AS WELL AS THE FINANCIAL BREAKTHROUGHS DVD. THIS DVD INCLUDES SIX TESTIMONIES OF PEOPLE THAT EXPERIENCE THE FREEDOM OF TURNING THEIR FINANCES OVER TO GOD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. I'd like to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with us. You know, our ministry is based in the United States, but we have 16 offices around the world. We've got altogether around 70 Bible schools scattered around the world. So if you are looking for a good return on your investment, I believe that this is a good ministry. It'll touch you right where you are. And I encourage you to become a partner with us today and help us put the gospel out all around the world. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. We're pleased to announce our helpline is now open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. To write us, use the address on your screen. I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I felt that He was just speaking truth. The perspective is so different, it's so new, and the, the understanding runs so deep. You have to get to where you believe in the power of words every moment of every day. When you start speaking to your problem and commanding it to leave, that's when you start seeing great things happen. I know that he gets before the Lord and there's always a freshness. There's a today in time word. Andrew's teaching and the love that he has for God's word and truth, it is the gospel truth. On March 23, 1968, Andrew Womack received a dramatic revelation of God's unconditional love and grace. 
Since then, Andrew has shared this nearly too good to be true news with millions of listeners worldwide. With his daily television show reaching 4.4 billion people worldwide, Andrew's message is changing more lives than ever before. He's expanding the vision through Karis Bible College, which has already discipled thousands of students around the globe and continues to grow every year. To learn more about what God is doing through the ministry, visit awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You are going to be blessed, so check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.